Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. I suppose for me, Aidan, when you're starting up as a magician or even if you're an established magician and entertainer, you've been doing it for a while and then you come to the point where you think, you know what, I would really love to put on a public show and get a bunch of people there and start actually doing something like theatrical, like a big thing. I think the question on everyone's mind is, it sounds great, but how do I actually get people in? How do I start selling tickets to my stage show, for example? How do I actually fill the room and make this thing work? Well, in today's episode, what are we going to be talking about, my friend? Well, I think we're going to talk about like some psychological hacks that we can use to start selling more of the tickets to those type of shows. I think it's a really interesting concept. Um, and we, we've spoken a lot about getting private bookings and stuff, but we've kind of shied away from stage shows recently. And I think one of the interesting times of year that, that we're in right now, the, the quarter one of the year, January, February, March, tends to be a bit quieter traditionally for a lot of entertainers, just the gigs aren't there supposedly. Um, and because it's just following the, december seasonal brush and now people don't have money people aren't doing gigs what, what do we do instead and now is a, a really great time to just do your own show put on your own show but then again that comes with all of its questions of like oh my god how do i actually sell the tickets to that show is it as easy as putting something out online saying i'm doing a show send me your details and give me money i'd no, it's not. Um, but there are some little psychological hacks and nuances that we can use to sell more of those seats. Um, some of these we have used ourselves. Some of these we are going to be using ourselves. Uh, some of these are a little bit, uh, I don't want to say unorthodox, but that's kind of the word that we're going for here. It's, it's a bit different to the norm um, and goes against the grain of what people might traditionally expect. So, uh, let's let's just jump straight in. I think the first thing that we need to talk about, first of all, is if we're going to sell more tickets to our show, we need to know how much those tickets are worth, right? Like, what is the actual price of those tickets? Because that's going to do a really big... Um, is that in and of itself is going to do a big job of actually getting people buying and showing up to the show. Um, again, Ashley, I, I think you've probably got some thoughts on this in terms of <laughs> why cheaper... We do isn't yes isn't always best cheaper isn't always best and on that like here's the thing which we have to bear in mind i suppose when you start up when you've been doing magic for a while even if you haven't and you want to get into stage shows one of the first thoughts you can be having is if i just want to get people in and just tick this over so that i can just get some really good photos for use for marketing for my next event uh, i just want to make a little bit of cash i just want to test the waters but ultimately your main goal is to just fill that theater or, or venue whatever it is most people think uh charging a small amount is good however i have seen firsthand entertainers charging not a lot for tickets uh, 10 pounds 15 pounds for a ticket and they've sold a lot of them i've seen entertainers just pack out and it, 
I'm talking about like a small parlour show they were doing here. Uh, they sold out about 20 tickets for the venue, which is good if you're doing those small shows and it's in a really confined space. But on the day, uh, I won't name them for obvious reasons, the, the entertainer had a big problem in which only four people turned up, uh, two of which were magicians. I know, I think it was five people, three of which were magicians that were actually friends of the performer anyway. And the reason behind this is if your tickets are too low in price, it means that on the day, if people have something more exciting coming up, if people have uh, other plans coming up, uh, there's other things that might get in the way, it's far too easy for these people to say, no, I don't want to attend. And I, I know now this might seem strange for you, the listener, to really kind of understand that, because you're probably thinking, well, they've paid for a ticket, they clearly want to come. But in your audience's perspective, and I've seen it firsthand, life does sometimes get in the way. And if you are charging peanuts, you make it very, very easy for your audience to literally just not turn up. They could say, oh, you know what? I really need to take my mum out for dinner. It was only a tenner. It's not that much. I can I can ignore that. Well, it's true. It's one of those things of you pay attention to what you pay for. And if you're if you're paying a couple of quid um, and again, 10 pounds in the UK seems to be um, a common average. Not everybody does that. Some people do a lot more. Some people do uh, a lot less, uh, surprisingly, um, with that intention of I'm going to do it so I get so I can sell out and, and get people in there. Um, but again, the show off the show up rates are significantly decreased. It, it, it might not be the case that somebody's uh, family or something something personally comes up. So some, nothing might come up for them on the day of the show or the evening of the show. They might just decide I can't be bothered, and as a result, people prefer ease and uh, and the more attractive offer of two uh, rather than actually going away that's why we get all this whole thing of, of like buyer's remorse when you buy a, a thing an item a, a project or whatever it might be and then you just kind of regret buying it because you weren't really that invested when you're paying say a hundred pounds for no different and um, an experience that isn't any different to what you might consider charging 10 pounds for i reckon you get a lot more people showing up and what's important to note so we're not saying go and charge a hundred pounds per seat at your shows uh, but just bear in mind that the pricing will have an effect in terms of show up rate and actual selling rate because if at the end of the day if you see a show that's going out for like 40 quid a ticket it must be a good show right it, it must be it must be a good show but if you see it for a fiver or, or, or a tenner it doesn't like the the value in uh in the client's mind is a little bit different and that's because we're just we don't think logically when it comes down to um, these kind of purchases. Well, you know, pricing, I think, is one of those things where, like you said, it really does give people an idea of what to expect. It gives people like that, ah, oh, well, this must be good. They've got an expectation. If they're paying 85, 90 pounds, 150, 300 pounds for a ticket, they really think, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And it builds that excitement. And we can take this idea and actually take it out of magic and take it out of shows to give you guys a deeper understanding. I remember we was at the Blackpool Magic Convention, Aiden, a few years back, and we was chatting to a mentalist by the name of Fraser Parker. He said a friend of his, he listed a laptop online for X amount and it didn't sell. So he took it down and he relisted it for a higher amount. 
and then it sold immediately. Why was that? Because people were obviously looking at it thinking, oh, this is a good laptop, I'll buy that, as opposed to the cheaper one where they're naturally thinking, oh, maybe there's something wrong with it. We've also seen firsthand from ourselves for own things that we're selling that when we do it for very, very cheap or free, well, attendance rates are really low. Attendance, and I, I think you won't, won't mind me uh, saying, we used to run these free events, uh, biohacking. We used to put on a lecture every single week and we'd say, you know what, this is to improve your health. We want to do this for free just so we can help you guys. But because it was free, the expectation on the other end, in which case uh, your end, the listener, the podcast listener, was the fact that, oh, it's just a free thing. I don't really need to attend it. But as soon as you whack a price on there, people are now much more invested because they're actually paying in. And you're stopping, uh, you're, you're doing another thing, I think, by pricing, something we talk about behind the scenes, but I don't think we've ever spoken about on the podcast, Aidan. You're kind of qualifying your audience. You're making sure that they are right. They're the right people for actually attending uh, these shows, for example. Yeah, it is, it is a lot of that as well, actually making sure that the right people are showing up, not just any old person i mean yes everybody can love magic everyone can go and experience a great magic or mentalism show or whatever type of show you do but not everyone is going to treat it the same and and respect it the same way and not everyone's going to um have have that level of commitment to you and what it is that you do so actually paying attention to the pricing again we've spoken about a couple of different things but the other thing it does is actually associated with demand for example if you've got high ticket prices well, yes, theoretically, less people... For example, let's say you're running a show for... It's a 30-seater. 30 seats. Again, fairly manageable. Uh, not not too big, not too small. 30 seats there. And they're priced at £10 each. Well, selling 30 seats at £10 is probably doable, right? You could, you could definitely go out there and do it. But selling those 30 seats at £100 a hit... Well, the demand has gone significantly, uh, in this case, sort of downhill in that, oh my God, 30 people, £100 a ticket, that's, that's, that's becomes a lot harder. It becomes a lot harder to actually shift. And, and this kind of moves us into the uh, second point to bear in mind here. Uh, so, so hack number one is... Uh, tactical pricing uh, again we can't tell you exactly what to price um just yeah. pay attention to that tactical pricing and not pricing too low which is just going to jeopardize your shows actually put a good price on it from the start uh, and again actually perhaps increasing your prices there ties into point number two which is scarcity okay so scarcity is a really really great one and in in the world of a, of a stage show or a performance a ticketed performance one of the most common routes for scarcity is just less tickets available if you do less tickets with a higher price well the demand suddenly become like surge sky high for example rather than doing 30 seats at 10 pounds well what if you do six at 50 pounds or 100 pounds suddenly the demand for those is much higher because it's a limited experience it's a private experience the price there dictates that there's a, a significant level of value presumably and as a result your scarcity is traditional scarcity marketing there is it's actually helping people get people into the doors and paying attention to what it is that you actually do Mm. you know this is actually something which we've spoken about again um 
fairly recently. Um, I know in a couple of months' time, I'm going to be doing uh, kind of an experience evening, kind of a stage show, but with some other stuff as well, like meals included, extra other weird bits. I won't go into that because that's probably too in-depth and is definitely a podcast for another time. Um, but it's the same thing. Uh, imagine a, I'm doing a stage show, but the tickets for that, I'm going to be pricing at £95, and, and the venue in question has an audience of about 20, and I was planning on just putting the full 20 tickets up, and then we had a chat about this and you actually said that you're planning to do a stage show Aiden where you was literally just going to put five tickets on sale which I'd love to touch on uh, in a second to to really understand this a little bit deeper and I started thinking about that and now I'm going to go from the angle of just putting a few tickets on sale and then if need be if we sell out I can always extend extend the amount of tickets uh, by adding a few more for some extra people but that way it means that if people are coming and they see the event, they're not going to go, oh, there's 20 tickets available. I've got plenty of time to book. They go, wow, there's there's literally, there's there's six tickets available. There's three of us that want to go. Well, I better book now. And you just get people tipping over the line because it really is that scarcity. You think if you're going to buy something from a shop, for example, and you want a pair of, uh, I, I don't know, a magic trick. Uh, you want to buy uh, a brand new magic DVD. And you just say, yeah, latest Magic DVDs out. Oh, I can buy that whenever. But if they said on there, there's literally only 10 available, you're probably going to buy it now because you know other people are going to beat you to it. And it's the same thing we can do here with tickets. But I want to bring this back to the conversation we had about your stage show where you specifically said, yeah, I could pack it full of loads more people, but I'm just going to do five. Yeah, I mean, to give scarcity another angle, again, outside of Magic, you gave a great example of like a Magic trick, but... Take a look at the early stage of the pandemic where pretty much it was all over the news that people were stockpiling like toilet roll and and just random seemingly objects. And when you'd go into a shop, again, like I know for, for and this is my personal experience here, I had no need for loads and loads of toilet roll, but I'd seen that it was a, a thing. Globally. So I didn't buy loads, I didn't stockpile, but when I went in to go and buy some, I bought an extra pack. Just because of the scarcity of like, oh, I might not you be able naughty, to get You naughty, naughty man. You are the person. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But it's a really great example of, of the scarcity. Like, it was on national news that the places were running out of toilet roll because people were stockpiling it and buying dozens of, of packs of this stuff. But that still helped actually get rid of the stock that they had. It meant that uh, I know some people that actually work in a local Tesco supermarket they were literally emptying the shelves before they could finish filling them. It was ridiculous. Um, but again, that's again out of context, that whole level of scarcity that's going on. We don't have many of these. But stage shows and tickets, this is really interesting. And this isn't um, just a one-off show. And I think this is important to note. Um, I'm trialling an approach that's basically uh, going to drip feed over the course of three months. There's four shows over the course of three months. And the first show is not designed to fill it out and be like, oh, that's amazing. Yes, thanks to the 30 people that showed up and ready for the next month. Because at the end of the day, as you said, if people are on the fence about it and they see there's 30 tickets available, oh, 23 tickets available, oh, 19 tickets available, oh, seven tickets available. Oh, it's sold out. Oh, well, we can always wait till the next one. You have no or little to no demand for the next show because, again, it wasn't really a, a special thing. So what I'm doing personally, again, I can't say whether this is an amazing idea, whether it works amazingly or, or not. But, yeah, my, my plan isn't to go and fill the venue with all 30 people. My plan is to it will be a show for 10 to 15 people of which 5 to 10 will have been invited by me. 
and the rest five or six will be put as ticketed uh, actual ticket uh, traditionally sort of higher price than normal and that way i'm only ever selling sort of six tickets i've got a load of past clients or or upcoming clients actually coming into the show but it means that the demand from the wider audience is there because i know that i could go ahead with my audience and probably get 20 to 30 seats relatively straightforwardly but i don't want that because it means that when i do my next show most of the people will have shown up and there'll be no buzz about coming to see the performance there's no demand there and then the the two shows in the month after that well that becomes a lot harder again by restricting the ticket numbers in this case to there's only six available or there's only 10 available out of a potential 30 well it puts it in a really beautiful position where the demand is naturally going to be higher and it creates that buzz and when you start working with lower numbers of tickets and, and, and doing this, obviously you've got a reason to have it at a higher price because there's more exclusivity around the event and it's like more of a like close-knit personal evening, so that's uh, another thing. But also you've got the ability to follow up with people without being salesy. Because you've got a low number of tickets, if you've messaged someone on your mailing list, if you've done a personal outreach, if you've hopped on the phone to someone, whatever that outreach there is, because there's only a few tickets remaining, because by the way, there's only six. Literally, there's a few more tickets sell. Say, Sarah, I know you was interested. Just want to let you know there's one ticket remaining. You're not being salesy. You're literally just messaging them or phoning them or what, whatever it is, whatever that communication channel is. But you're literally just saying, look, I know you was interested and I want to let you know before they're gone because there's literally one left, for example. And it gives you that reason to follow up nicely with someone as opposed to saying, hey, I just want to check if you're still coming to the show. We've got a bunch of tickets remaining. It doesn't really give you an excuse to follow up as effectively, I think, in, in my opinion. No, I think so too. I think you're actually in that situation when you're saying that there's only one or two available, like there's only a really small number available. You're actually doing them a favour by following up. They said that they were interested. For example, you put a post out there on social media that says hey i'm doing a show on this date would you be interested uh, or do you want me to send you the ticket link or whatever the case may be you throw that post out there and a bunch of people comment and say oh my god yes please that would be amazing or they tag some friends or whatever the case may be if you then don't follow up with those people well you're missing out on ticket sales there and then but if you do follow up with those people you're doing it because they have asked you not the other way around it's like a they've put their hands up and said look i would like the link please make sure i get that link because i am interested in buying a ticket and coming to the show um again a lot can go behind the scenes on that approach but actually leveraging that scarcity is really great and for anybody who's interested in terms of the um how to actually put that out there um because I, I think a few people might have heard like earlier on said, oh, you're only putting six tickets. Well, isn't it going to be weird if 10 to 15 people actually show up and there was only ever six sold? Um, the way I'm running that, <laughs> it sounds a bit weird, but the way I'm running that is that the ticket page will be available for either the 10, 50, however many. I think it's going to be 10 for the first show. Um, and I'm going to send a, uh, like a discount link to the cl past clients who have said that they are interested or, or specific people or potential clients that have said that they are interested. Give them a personalized discount code so that they can then go and buy it before the show actually the tickets become widely available. So they get like a pre-sale. Like yeah, it's a pre they get a secret pre-sale um, benefit there too, which is um, particularly nice. And there's something that we or uh, another type of scarcity that we haven't spoken about um just yet and that's actually the 
type of tickets that you're selling. Um, so again, you can sell six regular tickets and that's great. But let's say you've got six regular tickets and three VIP tickets available. And the, and the VIP ticket, for example, comes with drinks catered for for the entire evening. You've got, I don't know, a snacks, a, a meet and greet and a, a I, I don't know, like you pick depending on what it is that you want there. But you've got these special VIP tickets available and there's only three of them left. Naturally, if there's you, you're going to be more inclined uh, to at least pay attention to those or jump on board because there's oh my god there was only three left there was 10 and now there's three um it's just something to play with what uh different types of tickets that you've got going on whether that's just a regular ticket a vip ticket um or maybe even an early bird ticket like a a ticket specially for a select audience before the official tickets go live maybe that's something um or before ticket prices go up again which kind of ties into the next point of more urgency, like uh, than scarcity as well. Um, yeah. Any more and thoughts I, on? That? Well, no, I, I just think that you know this boiling down to urgency, which again you're going to cover in a second, is a really crucial thing, which not a lot of entertainers really capitalise on. So many people put on shows and they just list it. Um, we've already slated this in the past by just putting a website up and leaving it. Um, but I'm going to repeat it here because I love to do that <laughs> and annoy many magicians. Uh, most people just uh, list their tickets on a website and leave it and then we'll make a couple of uh, Facebook posts, Instagram posts and, and hope it sells. And in reality, it's not as effective. And if you are doing the outreach as well, if you are doing the appropriate strategies we've mentioned, if you have got your mailing list set up, you are like effectively network and you are spreading this properly, by putting urgency involved, like we've mentioned today, is just enough to tip people over the line. And and I think early bird tickets, regular tickets and VIP tickets are really something exciting we can play with. I know I've tried this in the past with um, online shows and just by having those VIP tickets there, it gives those loyal super fans, well first of all it gives you a way of identifying which people are clearly your super fans, because they're the people you should probably spend most time to and see if they want to actually privately book you at least in my uh, situation that was but it's also a nice way of just making a bit of extra cash and if they want to have a fantastic full blast evening they can there's an option for those people that do want to do that and also the cash but i've already mentioned that one the cash is pretty nice i'm not gonna lie well this is one of those things at the end of the day it's if we tr and i've said it before and i'll say it again um I like to treat my shows and, and I encourage that you do this, whether you follow these principles or not. I recommend that you do because you will sell more tickets and keep that higher price for a longer time, um, which I'll come back to in a second. But I like to treat my shows as if it wasn't um, the magic and mystery show. I, I, I don't treat it as, as a show at all. I treat it as an experience, replace the word show with an experience and then deliver that promise because it feels much, much better. And you said it there, actually, in terms of the evening experience. Like, if everybody wants a full experience, well, again, if you're looking at things like VIP tickets, what are the things that add to that experience? Not just crap that you can add on top just because you can and then justify charging a higher ticket price. What is the stuff that's actually going to add to their experience? For example, if on a VIP ticket, well, let's say there's five VIP tickets out of 50 uh, regular seats, the scarcity is pretty much stacked in your favor already but in that case those five vip tickets if you get one of those you've got your drinks for the entire evening well realistically because of the show where it is i'd be buying a drink anyway at the start of the show maybe two before the show if i'm if i'm there early 
one during the interval, or maybe one or two, or maybe even more afterwards, depending on if I... St- well, actually, the, it now seems like the value exchange is, is worth it. But again, that all comes down to actually adding tactical value and strategic value in a way that people want. Which, if you are interested in this, there's a fantastic podcast episode we recorded with a fabulous Jason Mark Campbell, which is well worth listening back to, in that he actually gave this exact example. It's like, if you're charging 100 200 pounds for uh, your gigs right now, what would you need to do to make that a thousand, two thousand, three thousand pounds? And he took us through a fantastic exercise. So well worth listening back to that episode uh, with Jason Mark Campbell uh, on uh, selling with love. If you if you haven't already listened to that, well it worth might, checking out. It might actually be at the URL thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash sell with love. Uh, that's all one word. When you're editing, link it in the comments for all of these wonderful people that are listening. <laughs> fantastic so um again yeah we're talking urgency right now uh, let's move to talk about that a little bit more because there's two real types of urgency that we don't use um as effectively as as we could now urgency but well, what actually is that well that's like increasing the the um the most common version is time urgency um and that's quite simply oh yeah the show is happening tomorrow get your ticket now before tomorrow <laughs> before the show uh, or the show is in six hours we've got two tickets remaining did you want to come along at that at that point the time urgency is really important and that's basically saying there is x amount of time left until the show happens the tickets expire the early bird ticket link disappears the price goes up the uh, whatever the, the ticket price might be uh, i know something that worked particularly effective uh, for me in the past was i did early bird tickets at a discounted price until the tickets went officially on sale um and again you've got two types of time urgency there you've got oh my god everybody's going to get access whereas i've got private access to these tickets now and also the the urgency of um the price is going up which is again that kind of touches on the yeah that kind of touches uh, touches more on the other type of urgency of, of like personal urgency or price urgency there um because there is a personal drive for them to buy now rather than waiting until an hour before the show, which is something that's worth considering. If you've never toyed with um, increasing prices uh, up until the time of your show, I think that that's something that a lot of uh, a lot of listeners will get a benefit out of, whether that is early bird before the official tickets go live or whether that's um, just over the course. If, say, you've got a 30-day promotion for this one particular show every 10 days the price of the tickets goes up or something again it's up to you to to test and present that but i think it's really worth exploring um actually that and then making it clear for people because then the urgency is there of of personal urgency of oh i need to act now because the ticket price is going up in three days or oh my god i need to act now because the show is in three days um actually leveraging urgency is a really good one um yeah. yeah i think all you've got to really do um as an entertainer is take a look outside of magic and start looking at maybe for example like uh, big businesses for example like the the big multi-million dollar businesses of the world look at uh, apple argos other retail stores and non-retail stores and actually look at how they shift um maybe their private events that they're selling i'm not saying argos does events that'd be weird for those non-uk people have a google uh, it would be incredibly weird if they start doing events <laughs> but how they actually shift products shift events shift the things that they're selling and look at some of the tactics that they're using because these big businesses out there don't just 
list something and then it's just like it's available go buy there's a process to build excitement and get people to think oh my gosh i need to buy it now whether that is that personal price urgency whether there's some sort of time urgency there whether there's like a special offer or something like that i remember for example literally i'm going to bring it back to argos aiden i wanted to buy a train set when i was younger from argos and if i bought it within a certain time i got a free model bridge and that tipped me over the line to buy a train set at a certain time from argos because no other shop was selling it with a model bridge now i'm not saying you should go out there and sell tickets to your magic shows and promise everyone a model bridge if you do and it works let me know um i'll give you a personal high five fantastic for that but you get the point here you're just trying to drum up that urgency and as well we've mentioned this before on actually limited tickets when there's that excitement like oh my gosh i'd better go now and surely this is what this whole podcast has been about it's not enough just to list a ticket it's not enough just to say, hey, I'm doing a show. Does anyone want to come? It's about thinking, okay, I'm going to do a show. I want people to come along. How am I going to tip them over the line? How am I going to get people excited? How am I going to get people buying now and thinking of strategies that you can put in place to do with the number of tickets, to do with the price of the tickets, to do with VIP tickets, early birds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, everything we've mentioned in this episode. Exactly. And I think there's, there's, there's two other things that I just want to uh, bring in bring into play now because when you're playing with uh, for example limited numbers or, or whatever software or system that you use you can follow up immediately with people now that can be oh you see the notification that a ticket has come through great drop them an email send them a, a, a voice note on the platform that you're talking to them on or, or or give them a phone call whatever that might be you can immediately follow up directly as in me to you like a direct you buy a ticket I then reach out to you or you can also do something um, interesting as well now a lot of ticket portals and providers uh, will allow you to have a thank you page basically a page that says you've well done you've bought your tickets um, really leverage that because that's um that's the only time that you're going to have 100% of your uh, ticket buyers um, attention everybody will see that page and read that page um, just because there's no other way around it they buy a ticket after that Sure, they can come onto your email list, but no one, not everyone's going to read all of your emails. They could follow you on social media, but not everyone's going to see all of your posts. And it's just the way the, the platform is. So you can use that one thank you page and just capitalize on that, whether that's you want to sell more tickets, for example. Um, what, why not add a button there that says you can invite your friend, click here to share it on social media, to invite more of your friends or send it to a friend friend and it's a copy and paste link to a messenger chat with friends or, or whatever the case may be I, I trying to give some different examples here but use a, a thank you page or, or whatever they whatever happens after they buy their tickets can be really really important um as an if you're following up immediately to either sell more tickets to upgrade them to vip tickets there's a lot of chance to upgrade to vip um whatever the case may be if you're interested in that kind of approach i highly recommend uh, doing that and the one the one thing that encompasses all of this um the one thing that encompasses all of this uh i just tried to fix my camera and it didn't work there we go the one thing that, that encompasses all of this is uh, is honesty right it's honesty um, because at the end of the day we've all seen bad marketers out there do it where they um they try and do the uh, scarcity of only five tickets remaining. And, and, and the truth is, um, I know Ashley mentioned, like, oh, maybe I can add a few more tickets afterwards. I wouldn't do that. 
if I'm perfectly honest. I wouldn't add in a few. If, if you've got the demand, that's great because that can topple over to the next show and help you sell, start selling your later shows even faster. I, I see it like a game, if you like, of like a dominoes game. Every time you push that first domino, it can knock over a slightly bigger domino and a slightly bigger domino and a bigger domino and a bigger domino until in however many months' time, years' time, whatever the case may be, you might be able to sell out a full theatre using nothing more than a few small limited seat shows that you fully honest about. Like, I've only got three tickets. I can't add any more. I, it would be unfair to the other people that have already bought a ticket. It would be unfair to the people, oh, I can't upgrade you to a VIP because there was only four or five of those available and they've all sold, unfortunately. Again, be honest with the with the with the tactics that you're using. If you're using scarcity, really have a fixed number of seats or a fixed number of tickets or a fixed amount of time for them to buy it with the urgency as well. Uh, with your price, like if somebody says, "Oh, I can't quite afford X Y Z price right now," that unfortunately, I I don't think you should be dropping the price just to get the people in the door. Um, again, honesty is a is a complete and important thing and that goes from all angles whether it's the marketing the the conversations you're having the promotions any any part of it so long as you're fully honest and fully transparent i i've I, it's only worked benefits for for us and, and the shows that we've been doing so yeah i think honesty works across all areas of life and business as well if you're not an honest person i think you're going to push people off and push them away out of your world and that's the quickest way to not booking gigs uh, ultimately but no I, I think these are some really interesting thoughts on how to actually shift tickets and how to make this work and one which really really stuck out to me is probably the most controversial one on doing these very small scale shows like there's probably people listening now thinking a show for six people but how exclusive is that? And it gives you a real opportunity to network with these people afterwards because I know we're avid fans of actually using these shows to get gigs off the back of. Uh, especially for me, I've got a stage show coming up where I worked out in total if I sell out a small number of people, I'm going to be making over a grand and a half. In reality, I'm making very little because I'm putting it all into the event. But I know I'm going to make my money uh, with selling uh, my services as a, an entertainer afterwards. But that is a podcast probably for another time my friends I, I, I think so I, I think you just opened the doors to something that we could definitely talk about we had uh, uh, we had some people listening I know one is going to be called Josh he's going to be like oh my gosh oh my gosh I know how to sell tickets I know how to make money off gigs off the back of this oh you can't end the episode here what have you done ah! <laughs> stay tuned for that if you want to if you want to hear more at some point in the near future 100%. I think what's really important to uh, a, a final thought to wrap on is um if you if you really want to do some stage shows the the, the big approach uh, the mindset that um I've adopted and, and learned from a lot of the uh, the people that are doing these stage shows is to is to treat them like a, a marathon not a sprint. It might feel immediately compelling right now to sell out a 30 seat room or show theater whatever whatever venue it is. It might feel compelling now to do that. But it's going to make your job. It could make your job a little harder the next month and the month after that. And keeping consistent is more important than uh, being able to have an immediate quick win. So tre treating your shows like a marathon more than a sprint, I think you're going to see more tickets sold over the long haul, more d demand, more urgency. Um, everything will just be elevated. Tortoise in the hair, slow and steady wins the race. I think that's the message. I love that. Be more tortoise. Hashtag tortoise. Let's get that trending. At the successful mentalist. 
hashtag tortoise on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. With that said, any final wise words from the mindset Google? Uh, mindset Google? Wow, mindset. Oh, we've got to end now. Aiden, Aiden, take over. My 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 words have become waffle. Oh dear! Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll catch you very very soon in the next episode of the TSM podcast. Cheerio, tata, kebab. My words are waffle, mate. What have I done? <laughs> See you guys. See you soon. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magicians Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magicians Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum and we'll send you all of the details.